podcast i'm sarah as always here with steve hello how are you i'm good i'm doing good how are you pretty good it's um getting close to the end of the year now so it's all like end of the year lists i'm starting already i think i've i think i've probably reviewed my last album of 2019 so i'll start getting the all the albums kind of in a row and trying to mm. come up with the album of the year for last mixtape probably next month we'll probably talk about that in our next podcast what our album yes. of the year is yeah um yeah. But it's it's been a pretty. The more I think about it, the more I think it's been a pretty good year for albums. Probably in terms of like, there's a there's a, a kind of a a clutch of really good ones. I re- yeah. reviewed the Maya Sophia album. Probably it's one of the last three I, I reviewed, and it's an incredible record. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it yet. I didn't. There's not this yet, incredible no. song on it called "The Wife of Michael Cleary," and it's all the whole album is about women through history who have been. Uh, their stories have been robbed by the narrative of others and they have no voice to speak of. Mm. So it's all real people. Like one of the songs is about Ease Hedwig, who was um, known as Andy Warhol's muse and stuff like that. But this song mm. is about the wife of Michael Cleary. And it's about the last person t- in Ireland to be burned as a witch. Oh. And it's it's a horrific, it's a beautiful song. Uh, Junior Brother is also on it, kind of duetting as the husband. But basically the mm. real life story is that this man his wife was very sick and uh, she got better and he felt that she got once she got better she wasn't the same person and he was convinced she was uh, some sort of uh, witch or something like that wow. and he 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 and a bunch of other guys in the community uh, you know basically burnt her alive and this was in, in this was rather recently you know what i mean comparatively mm. and the story is kind of the sad story about her trying to convince him that she was just sick and there was obviously she wasn't a, a, a witch and I read him up on it more and apparently the guy like like there's a line in, in the Wikipedia basically about it where it said the only person who was completely convinced she wasn't a witch was the judge who would bring who brought him to trial and stuff like that but the community at large saw only convicted him of manslaughter so it was you know horrific wow. but yeah. a beautiful album uh, My Sophia Bath Time great record and that's such a and it's kind of indicative of the album that kind of gothic uh, dark kind of record you know mm. and a beautiful record so that that might very well be up there um, yeah. I was at yeah. girl band last night oh how was that in the Vicar Streets it was amazing it was great it was the second of the two nights so I wasn't at the first night which was a complete sellout this one I, I have to believe was sold out from just the amount of people that were there mm. uh, uncomfortable like for me uncomfortable amount of people um it was incredible it was great they like they're on it the sound is exactly what you think it is you know they're the four people are able to make that level of noise i think in the review which is up on last mix now i kind of said it's kind of the, the the rumble and the scream you know it's all this low end kind of noise and then obviously um, dara's vocal and stuff like that and it was just an incredible gig and it was a cathartic one for the audience and for the band i think it was coming to the end of their recent tour for the talkies and it was also like um just good for the audience because there's a lot of goodwill towards them as a band you, you quite liked talkies yeah, yeah yeah i did that was a great album yeah um you know i wish i got the chance to see them but unfortunately mm. i couldn't make it yeah um but yeah mm. i mean they're really really great i wish i got to see them live but i'm sure they'll be playing a lot more gigs 
in the future. Yeah. Um, so I will definitely make an effort to yeah. go and see you. Something. Gotta believe they'll be announced for some sort of outdoor gig festival or something during the summer. I gotta yeah. believe that. Because um, you have a few of the Ivy Gardens, uh, Fontaines and stuff like that. What have you been listening to lately? What have I been listening to? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I never really know. Yeah. Um, I I really liked my, um, that Spotify does this thing that's called your on repeat playlist. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It yeah. just shows you all the songs you play on repeat and yeah. then you just keep playing them on repeat over and over again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I've kind of just been going back to that yeah. and um, listening to quite a lot of The National. <laughs> Lovely, yeah, yeah. The new album um, or just... Just just anything really yeah, that's yeah. popping in. I just I really like the national, so I guess that's like a thing I always go back to. Yeah. Um in terms of like new music, yeah. I feel like I haven't been really listening to a lot of new music. Sure. Yeah. Um I never really do. That's yeah. unless it's like for review purposes. Absolutely. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> it's I wish I wish I put more effort in. <laughs> but um yeah, I think uh, quite a lot of the national has been on my playlist recently. Yeah. What's the what's um, the what's the go to national song you're listening to? Oh, I always like a Fake Empire. I think that's a great one. Mm, what is the one that I always go to? Um, Blood Buzz Ohio is another good. That's a really mm. good one, actually. Blood mm. Buzz Ohio is great. Um, I like Sea of Love. Oh yeah, that's a great one. And up. I think it's from Trouble Will Find Me. I really like that album. That's the one that followed Violet, isn't it? Um, High Violet. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think of that album? I um. I'll be honest, I don't think I gave it enough of a chance. I was such a big fan of High Violet. And when mm. um, Don't Swallow the Cap and stuff like that came out from Trouble Will Find Me, I was just kind of like, oh, this is pretty good. I, I must revisit it now that you say it. Mm. Because I think it kind of went by me because I kind of thought, oh, yeah, it's the national. I'll get into it. And then, then I never did. But there's some great songs on that, isn't there? Like, I Need My Girl yeah. is on that. Yeah. Um, I Should Live in Salt is also great. Yeah. Don't Swallow the Calf, which mm. I also love. There's actually quite a lot of songs. Yeah. In Graceless. I love oh, Graceless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great song. Yeah. Um, I Need My Girl. Cracking song. Yeah. Absolutely. So Trouble Will Find Me has some really good songs, yeah. um, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, the Boxer. A lot of people I talk to say The Boxer is their favorite one. The first album. No, that's not their first album. Isn't it? No. That's oh, like Alligator. their... Yeah. No, that's not even their first album. What's their first album? Their first album is called The National. Oh, shit. It came out in 2001. Yeah. And then Sad Songs for Dirty Lovers, oh, which fuck. is two. Yeah. Cherry Tree, which Jesus. is three. Alligator, which is four. four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have... Was, <laughs> was the first thing. Maybe it's the first time I heard them, yeah. Mm. Um, I would go probably High Violet. I, I like Boxer, High Violet's though. good, yeah. I, li- I like... Um, lyrically, I love Fake Empire, which is like put a little something in her mm. lemonade and take it with us, which is a great, great yeah. lyric. Because they have that kind of autumnal, wintry sound I always kind of kind of connect them to. Mm. So I, 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 I love his voice as well. Yeah, I love his voice. I yeah. think it's so soothing. Yeah. I think actually his voice is the most soothing voice and I think yeah. whenever I need like a chill chill day I love yeah. I love love to go back to the national because it's Soon. just it's warm and yeah. I don't know there's something so nice yeah. about his voice and I like the couple of collaborations he's done or yeah he's done with uh, churches with Lauren Mabry and stuff mm. like that they did um, we were talking before we started we were talking about the new video game Death Stranding yeah. they've done the song for that they, I saw them perform yeah, it yeah they did yeah the soundtrack in that is so nice and peaceful. Mm. It's it's very unusual for a video game, I think. Yeah. And I, I love um, video game music. I think it's really interesting what people choose to put in video games. Yeah. And I think recently there's been that kind of um, 
more and more like popular songs have been put into video games. Yeah. Um, and not just like video game music. Yeah. So I think there's been a lot of effort put into that. Same as with like TV shows. It's yeah. you know, there's some original score, but then usually people go back to all this like 80s stuff, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of common now. But uh, yeah, there's quite an interesting playlist I think was done yeah. for uh, Death Stranding. Is it the all new original? Kojima game. Or is I it think it's all original. I think Kojima because yeah. Kojima during the making of the game would always just have mm. like uh, photos with different artists. And yeah. I was like, is this a hint that yeah. it's going to be the music? Because yeah. he had one with churches. Yeah. So I presumed there would be some um yeah. work by them in there. Um but it's a very it's very peaceful. It's it's really nice actually. Mm. It's um it creates a really interesting atmosphere because yeah. I feel like the na- game itself feels like really mm. w- unnerving and uncomfortable but actually yeah. it's 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 not um it's post-apocalyptic isn't it's it? It's sort of yeah. sort of like that. Yeah, 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 sort of post I would say. So we'll call it post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Is the score indicative of that? Is it no, kind of edgy? No, or no, is no. It, yeah, it's, it's completely opposite of that. Okay, that's it's cool. It's almost like tranquil, mm. actually, uh, which is really interesting. I thought the choice of music for it was really interesting. It's really like tranquil and peaceful, yeah. um, which is really nice. Um, but I'm sure there's probably a playlist up on Spotify if anyone feels like checking it out, if you yeah. don't want to play the game. Yeah. Or it's probably online somewhere. Um, Spotify isn't great when it comes to video game music because I was only recently... I said, you know what? I saw this advert for a video game I used to love as a kid called um, uh, Final Fantasy VII. And mm. I was like, oh, they must have the original music on, on Spotify. They don't. They have all these orchestral ones and it's not the same to me. Yeah. It doesn't have the same nostalgic value. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if there's original video game music yeah. on um, yeah. Spotify, but um, actually one of my go-to playlists was Metal, Metal Gear Solid Five, which oh, is yeah. another Kojima game. Yeah. Um, but that score, that whole game had this little radio, and mm. the radio would play uh, 80s music. Cool. <laughs> essentially. Um, but there were some songs like By the Garbage in there as well. Oh, okay. And there's, it, it was a really well put together um, playlist for that game. Yeah. But also, um, that playlist exists um, online on yeah. Spotify, which is like my actually go to gym playlist for some reason. Yeah. As recently it was, um, but that's that's a good one. So I guess there's plenty of video game playlists where songs are like actual songs yeah. being used rather than scores mm. done for video games. Yeah. But you can probably find the Final Fantasy stuff online I'm somewhere. Sure, I must be able to. Just yeah. On Spotify. Beautiful, beautiful music. I don't know if you played Final Fantasy Seven, but it was, mm. there's some beautiful music. In that the guy who who composed it, like done some uh, amazing work. Um, I was talking about going to see Garman Vicar Street, but you went to see a show. I did. Yeah. I went to see Orville Peck in cool. the Grand Social. Um, yeah, a friend of mine got tickets. She's a huge fan. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know too much of him before. I think he's really interesting. What's the vibe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gay country music. Right on. It okay. is brilliant. No, <laughs> yeah. he's brilliant. He's yeah. really great. Um, a lot of his music is influenced by country music, and he's very camp. Yeah. Um, some of the so- songs are a bit more toned down, but no, he's great. He he also did a few covers of some country classics that I actually didn't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they're a little bit too obscure. Sure. But they're really fun. They're yeah. really fun. So he's bringing back country in like a really campy gay way and is he, he has this amazing presence on yeah, stage yeah okay yeah, yeah. No, no, he's great he has I don't know have you seen he has that whole look of the cowboy hat and his face is like he has like a face mask yeah the face mask has like tassels hanging down on yeah. it that's his like look and he has like a variety yeah. of these masks that it's are like, like the Lone Ranger or something yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah but um yeah he has a great presence on stage yeah. he's this like really tall well built strong yeah 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 <laughs> strong man yeah um 
but yeah, no, he that was a very very yeah. great performance. He's a um, bit of a he's a bit of a showman then. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely, and he's he's great. He was really good with the audience. Yeah. Um, and I think he's really like interesting what he's doing with country music, and yeah. I guess sort of, um, creating an interesting sort of genre almost. Yeah. Um, he's adding something new to it as well as pulling from yeah. um just traditional American Southern country music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's uh he's very great. He's very camp. Yeah. And check him out. Is that um, him on his own or was he with a band? He was at the band. Oh, he yeah, was at yeah, the band. Yeah, yeah. I think as he presents as a musician, I guess, everything yeah. he creates, he creates under the name Orville Peck. Yeah. Um, but he does have a band yeah. that um, support him, obviously. Okay. And play for him. So, yeah, he was there with the full band. Perfect. Cool. Um, very cool gig. Yeah. Um, Many so at it? Quite a few people. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah quite a few. Uh, nice crowd anyway. Yeah. Um, Grand Social's yeah. a nice venue. Yeah, to, to it was quite, yeah. it was small. It was like a small-ish yeah. gig, but um, a nice gig yeah. anyway. It's usually where they put people to test them out and see, they go, you know, Vicar Street or, or Olympia. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. see, oh, what's, yeah. the, what's the interest here? You know what I mean? Mm. But he's probably touring an album or something like that then. Um, um, Orville Peck. Like, so does he, is he being around long? I don't know much around about him. I he's been around yeah, for a very yeah. long time. Actually, I don't, I didn't know much about him either yeah. until my friend was like, I bought you Come tickets. Along. And yeah. I was like, thank you. I will check this out. That's um, always cool when you get brought to a gig and you don't really know who the person is and you kind of, you know, there's no expectations yeah. then really, is there? Yeah, he, he did uh, release an album called yeah. Pony in 2019. Pony. So just this year. Oh, well, okay. Um, so he is touring yeah. at the moment. So he's going all over the place. Touring his album. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think he's interesting. I think it's an interesting sound. And if mm. you're into like country music, definitely check him out. I mm. think it's country music with a bit of a twist. Yeah. Um, obviously adding something new and of your own. And he's yeah. just like a like a sad, campy, happy, gay cowboy. And it's great. Cool. <laughs> Next time he comes to town, check him out, I think. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really cool. Uh, but yeah, I think overall quite interesting. Yeah. Good. Uh, I think I came to the conclusion, though, that I'm not the biggest. And I mean, as people can probably guess by this yeah. stage, yeah. me being like, oh, I missed this gig again. Yeah. Um, not the biggest gig person, I don't think. But... Yeah. Mm. Is it the environment of a gig? Is it the noise? Is it being in a bar? I think it's ju- just a mix of crowds. Yeah. And bars and mm. stuff i feel like seeing i think if it was like you know not a very full gig mm. I, I feel like i'd always enjoy that a lot more yeah. um i don't know there's just something about like dark full spaces that's mm. not pleasant mm. and i think it's mostly the people yeah yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. mostly being around that many people that's kind of a, mm. a pain mm. um so I, I feel like I always prefer a nice gig in the Olympia where you're sitting down, hmm. you know. Yeah. I think that always feels like much nicer than, yeah. you know, standing around. But I, I don't know. I haven't really made my mind up on it. Mm. Um, but I just know um, friends of mine, we went to a trip to Berlin and mm. a few of my friends were going to see Lizzo there just yep. because all the tickets were sold out here yep. for a Dublin show. Sure. Apparently the Dublin show was great. From um, what I heard, yeah. A few people yeah. went and they, um, they had a great time. Mm. And then a few of my friends decided that they would see a show in Berlin. Um, I was just on a trip, um, mm. and I decided not to go to the gig, but uh, they all ended up offering me their ticket. Mm. And I was like, actually, you know what? I don't really feel like going. Yeah. I really feel like I want to be at this gig right now. I don't yeah. know why. It's just, um, as much as I like Lizzo, I was like, yeah. I'm not really in the mood. And yeah. I just always find myself not being in the mood for these things. So I came to the conclusion that maybe I'm yeah. just not 
really a big fan of crowds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently the Berlin gig was completely oversold and it was really packed and mm. even my friends weren't having a very good time mm. um, just because it was, yeah, sometimes I feel like that also happens yeah. when you just oversell a gig. The mm. space has way too many people yeah. there and it's just uncomfortable for everyone. Mm. And I don't know, as much as I would love to see an artist, I always find it like really problematic when the gig's oversold. Yeah. You're kind of at the mercy of those around you in the kind of yeah. a sense of like if everyone's respectful and everyone's having a good time, but there can be times when people lose the run of themselves yeah. or in gigs or, you yeah. know, it's, it's a very busy environment. It takes, it does take a good bit. Like there's times when I, I'm going to gigs and I'm like, man, you know, I don't, I don't want to be in, in that kind of environment. It is, a, it is a pretty heavy one. We were, like we were talking before and this was just kind of a nice segue to kind of like, audiences and kind of like a, a thing I kind of realized or something that you brought to my attention but I've kind of been more cognizant of is like if you know audience like a band being a, have uh, having audiences uh, people in their audience that may not be indicative of, of what they're trying to say or, or who they are yeah we and idols being that example <laughs> yeah idols was the example in the Ivy Gardens you were kind of saying obviously idols are a very forward-thinking band this is no uh, representation of them as people they like no they, no they, no yeah, yeah. It's, it's more the 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 boys that yeah. idolize them <laughs> yeah who um are misinterpreting what's being said in yeah. in a lot of ways yeah. and um are there just for the more the vibe the yeah. punk vibe of mm. it all than what's actually yeah. being said or being guy at rock show yeah kind of yeah thing. yeah, yeah. Because it, it came to my and again, like I didn't put this in my review of Garban because it wouldn't be fair. They have no control over anything that happens in the crowd. Like, but um, when I was at Garban last night, I kind of heard a lot. Like, there's a particular line in in the song "Shoulder Blades," which is from Talkies. It's an amazing song. But um, uh, feel like a chicken, act like a cock, which I always thought was, you know meaning, you know, feel like cowardly or feel afraid. So therefore, I act like an alpha male or I act in a kind of a toxic masculinity kind of way. So, you know, this fear or insecurity makes me act a certain way, act like a cock, another way of saying a dickhead or something like that, an arsehole. And um, so I always thought that was the lyric and, you know, knowing girl band, that's pretty probably very true. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's exactly yeah. what they mean. They're very, you know. A that, lot of that's the, how I would read it anyway. Yeah. That's how I would read that particular lyric. A lot of their context, yeah. yeah, a lot of their lyrics are about that toxic masculinity, whether it be lawman or something. You know, uh, you know, it's always kind of facing in to that kind of insecurities and stuff like that. And it just a lot of people were kind of screaming it at them. And in particular, when, when the actual song came on and that line came on, there was a lot of people kind of screaming it in a kind of. And I, I was saying to you, like, it's hard to say what people's meaning is, but you can kind of infer from the tone in which it was sang and the tone in which people were kind of shouting it. And I, I don't mean this of the entire crowd. I, I No, not, actually, the girl band crowd was very good, very respectful. But I did get, like, that there were people when that particular line was being screamed that I think had grabbed on to the second half, maybe, of that sentence, and not so much the first half, and maybe had lost the meaning. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, that does happen. Yeah, that yeah. That does happen at um, yeah. gigs, and I think the way maybe people... Yeah. hear this song yeah. i mean everyone has their own interpretation of things absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah and sometimes it's interpreted in the absolute wrong way exactly yeah. the opposite of what it was yeah. meant and that does happen with yeah. music and i've seen that happen so i can i oh, know yeah. exactly what you mean yeah when, when you told me that i was like yeah. i know exactly what you mean yeah. by 
the guys shouting that particular line back. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I, can, I can see the way that they would have read this. Yeah. Um, and why they were yelling it back. Yeah. Because so, it didn't yeah. feel like they were yelling it as like, yeah, toxic masculinity is wrong and we should not do that. It seemed they didn't get it. Yeah. Like it's like like you say like I f- I remember years ago a friend of mine we were talking about John Lennon and imagine and you know the line um, imagine there were no countries no religion too and he thought John Lennon was singing that as an imagine how horrible the world would be if there was no religion or no countries oh wow yeah, what yeah, a misinterpretation uh, of that song massive misinterpretation <laughs> of, of John Lennon and the song and yeah. everything and my buddy is called communism <laughs> yeah it's like of all the people he's he's definitely not saying that there should be countries or religion this is like but he, he like. Like obviously everything is open to interpretation, but some things are just wrongly interpreted. Yeah, and I, I think that's that, that. That was just something I got. And again, it's nothing against the crowd that was in uh, at Garban. I knew a lot of people added. I, I mean, again, very respectful. But there was at that point, I was like, that doesn't seem right. And why that line of all lines? It's a good line, but like, why that line of all lines? And it just seemed like maybe people thought like acting that way is he was trying to say that acting that way is a good thing when it very much is not what he was saying yeah um and like in uh, at, at idols it's kind of like people maybe hear the aggressive tone of the music but don't particularly hear the the lyrics yeah yeah you know? and i think yeah that aggression i feel like is what a part of the crowd not all yeah the crowd, but i think a part of the crowd is drawn in by that like punk rock aggression yeah and not by what is being said yeah and i yeah that that just it can't like that's mm. out of the artist's control yeah it's not their fault it's just out of their own control yeah. but it does happen and that's mm. kind of like an annoying part of gigs i guess yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah when people come in and they yeah. completely misinterpret what it's being said and then act like dicks yeah exact opposite of what the band has been saying and preaching the whole time um yeah. so it's, it's to be honest it's guys like yeah like it's, it's, yeah, you know, there's no, there's no. I have no stories, and I've been to so many gigs. I've no stories where I'm like two women were being inappropriate or saying inappropriate things about the artist on stage. I have yeah. many stories when that is the absolute opposite. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So, or, I mean, where it's too. I mean, I've been to gigs mm. where a bunch of you know younger lads who mm. would go to the gig mm. would try and attempt to start a mosh pit, and actually, a few times I've been really hurt, mm. um, especially when I was in Dinkle last year, and yeah. for some reason that has only happened there. Yeah. <laughs> I strained my back, and my back was really sore, yeah. and I had really, really bad back pain, yeah. and. Um, we were at a gig and I, cause I really wanted to go. I was like, yeah. this is not going to stop me. And whenever mm. I'm sick, actually nothing ever stops me. Yeah. I, I just do things regardless of how I'm feeling. Mm. Um, I can handle huge amounts of pain and just yeah. get along with it. Um, but yeah, no, we were at the gig cause I really wanted to be there. And a bunch of young lads had started a mosh bit and mm. hit me really hard on top of having a really bad yeah. back. And yeah, I feel like no women in the crowd, no one, mm. no one was starting a mosh pit mm. except these like young lads. And it's always young lads yeah. that create these problems yeah. for me at gigs. Um, mm. So yeah, I was hurt quite badly. And uh, there've been a few times as well mm. for uh, other gigs where, yeah, it's, mm. it's always the younger lads initiating things mm. or saying bad things. Mm. So yeah, I guess that's kind of problematic with gigs as well. I guess I've never understood mosh pits, and I've always felt that people use mosh pits as an excuse to hit people. Probably, I probably, think because yeah. it's it's so often do I see people who are on the edges of a mosh pit have no interest in being a part of that, want to watch a gig, getting hit, and it always seems like it's not accidental. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so yeah, I mean, like, it's it's not me being holier than thou. I want to say that, like, but like, I, it is something I've been a bit more cognizant. I have to say, you you're kind of the person who brought that to my attention a bit more about the people going to gigs and mm. what their interpretation or sometimes their motivation. Um, sometimes people want to appear to be I'm at idols and I I I'm, yeah. I'm a feminist or something like that, but then their actions don't speak the exact opposite. Yeah, actually, yeah, um, when yeah, they, you know, that's. Yeah, when they're at that gig, then they they do a mosh pit and they hurt, you know, or they exclude women from being at the front because it's it's kind of this like you know violent area or whatever like that like, and you know it's 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 not good, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I I've no idea what those young lads are. Those people scream that lyric and uh, Dara and Garban have every right to be abstract in the meaning of their lyrics. That's art, mm. but um, just sometimes the misinterpretation. Yeah, really it. yeah, it does happen, and may, I guess that's kind of like what's a bit off-putting about a bunch of gigs to me. Mm. Um, but also, it's it's just in general. Yeah, just yeah. in general, the darkness and the the large crowd yeah. and the mess of it all. Um, not always the yeah. most pleasant. There are times when I'm really in the mood for something like yeah. that, but it, this it's not really a thing I want to do on the regular. Yeah. I really enjoy music, and I enjoy music when yeah. I'm listening to it personally, and then playing it at home also. Mm. Um, but like live, there's there's a couple of acts that I would always really really like mm. love to see live. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah. I'm not the biggest gig goer yeah, I suppose yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah plenty of reasons that being one yeah. um, and just yeah crowds in general aren't the most pleasant spaces to be in no they but, can, they can yeah. be yeah they can be pretty full on and even like at that just the like it might be a completely calm crowd but the size of a crowd can sometimes the be size of a crowd yeah also can yeah. be a bit like too yeah. much and I don't know in some way you almost just don't really enjoy mm. you don't enjoy the experience simply because of the crowd being too mm. large yeah. and you can't really focus on the artist mm. and it's just too hot mm. <laughs> yeah. sweaty and awful but yeah anyway yeah um that's that and yeah, gigs. yeah that's <laughs> it yeah i mean look that's that's the thing we were also going to talk about because it's nearly the end of a decade it is nearly the of, end of a decade which is kind of <laughs> scary 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 in a lot of ways um i think somebody recently did a statistic about people born in the 80s and it was like living through like five decades two centuries two millenniums wow. stuff like that i was like please stop <laughs> trying to make me feel older than i am mm. but um we both said we'd, we'd pick an album of the decade or talk some about some of the standout albums of the decade yeah so I have a few like standout albums that have meant out. things to me throughout this decade. Brilliant. Could yeah. You, yeah, do you want to go first? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. just wanted to like also mention this because um, on the way over here, I was, I was just reflecting back and, you know, oh, where where was I when the decade started and mm. where am I when it ended? Sure. So do you know where I was when this decade started? 2010. Go on, hit me. I was doing my junior series. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So this decade has been actually a really wild decade yeah, for me. Yeah. I did my junior cert. I yeah. did my junior cert. I did my leaving cert. Yeah. I finished college yeah. and I started my career. And that's, yeah. that's a really busy, busy decade. That's that a is. lot of things to complete in a decade. Yeah. So that's kind of cool anyway. A so lot, I remember yeah. back as a like, okay, no, no, no. Sorry, this decade. I was doing my junior cert. Yeah. Um, and then my leaving cert. Yeah. And then I finished college and started my career. Uh, and I'm about three years into my career yeah. now. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that's so, yeah, cool. that's where I was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back then, I guess, music. What was music for me back then? Trying to I think suppose. of what was out in 2010. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's where I was. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, 
some of these albums are probably more uh, recent yeah. than they are like back in 2010. Because I actually realized a lot of the things I listened to around 2010 are a little bit older than that. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be like a lot of White Stripes, Tegan mm. and Sarah. Um, yeah. There was some Neil Young, obviously Neil Young being quite old. Yeah, yeah, yeah's were like a big thing for me, but yeah. they're mostly like 2003, 2004. Yeah, maps and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're a little bit, they were a little bit further yeah. out. And those would have been my kind of listenings around that time. Yeah. So I guess you can kind of like, it's kind of tricky to say, oh, what's been defined in this mm. decade, mm. I think defining artists are going to be quite different to artists who were defining to me yeah, and sure. the albums that were kind of like my defining albums. Of course, yeah. But to talk about my defining albums, I'm going to start with something I haven't talked about in ages. And um, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot this. Yeah. And it's Alt-J. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Alt-J. Well, they released an album in 2017. Yes. Was the most recent thing yeah. they released, I think. Yeah. But my kind of album of the one of my albums, defining albums of the decade, is yeah. Alt J and An Awesome Wave, which was their first one. Okay. Which I think is a stunning album. Is that Left Hand Free? Is that um, on that? No. Okay, no. so this is pre um, Left Hand Free. Oh, right. Wait, I think. Cut. Wait, wait, wait. Uh. Yes, yeah, before. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Wow. So it's this whole mm. album was done as like a full sort of story. Mm -hmm. So you kind of, when I listen to An Awesome Wave, you kind of have to start with the first song and end with the last song. Perfect. Um, that's Great. just how it was made. And yeah. I think it's a beautiful album. And I love All J. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I, I forgot, actually. I forgot them yeah. uh, for a while. I hadn't really listened to them much. But um, Tessellate is on that one. Yeah. And Breeze Blocks. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, Breeze, Breeze Blocks, Blocks yeah. is standing and they, yeah. they have their little um very um i always thought very kind of talking headsy with their lyrics the lyrics are very yeah uh, yeah jerky do you know what i mean kind of they are yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they write really well yeah they really really write so well yeah um and they're really interesting yeah um so yeah that one was brilliant and i think all their songs had like certain stories to them yeah. um there was one that was based it's no is it tesla or is it breeze block breeze blocks there's like it was based on um parts of it were based on um where the wall things are and they were pulling lyrics out of it's oh, like cool. the children's book yeah, yeah um so i think it's really interesting yeah and fitz pleasure was also based on a short story yeah um and taro was based on a photographer who um died um she was a war photographer oh. um who um in the like 80s oh, who okay. was um st did she was she shot um or yeah i think she was shot yeah. in shooting in like indochina somewhere sure. um and then it's about the story of her partner who was um also a photographer yeah what's his name um matter yeah uh, anyway but yeah it was based on the perspective of uh her His partner who stepped on also a landmine he was also both of them were war photographers anyway is he really dead as well the other photographer oh Did yeah both of, them? both of them died in yeah she oh, was she was shot and then a few years later <coughs> he stepped on a landmine while shooting as well so yeah Fuck. they All were right. war photographers really yeah. famous um so do you like the thematic edge of that album over the other two that followed because uh, the other two the other two were more poppy were they I th yeah, I think there were. This yeah. one was more. No, I don't know if yeah. the other two were. Yeah. Um, this one was very much. It had kind of like a storyline running through it, yeah. and all the songs kind of blended into mm -hmm. each other. And I feel it was kind of important to listen to it as a whole. Yeah. Um, but what were the other? The other one was 
Left Hand Freeze and what's the album? Oh God, off the top of my head, I, I cannot um, think. We'll just see. Uh, it was th- this is all yours. Oh, okay, is what that one was called. Um, um, Left Hand Freeze and that one, and that one's a little bit more. Yeah. Like poppy, I guess. Yeah, that was kind of the one that well, I don't know if Breeze Blocks would have broke them into the mainstream. But that's a great pick. Yeah. That's a great yeah, that's yeah. a cool deep cut. There's some great songs mm. on This Is All Yours. I just forgot about that. <laughs> that one also kind of flows. And the only Oh, Gospel of John Hurt is great. Mm. And that was all about John Hurt. There's another song on that album. Oh God. Uh and I for whatever reason my head left hand free keeps going into my head because there's another what? song yeah. on it. Yeah, uh, Left Hand Free apparently was the only one that was kind of um, not, didn't really feel a part of This Is All Yours. Yeah. And I heard that apparently, that uh, there was a story, I don't know if it was confirmed, that yeah. their publisher was kind of like, you need something a bit more poppy in it there. Yeah, you need a um, and then they just kind of yeah. took the piss with that song, apparently. Mm. Worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that one also kind of flows into... Yeah each other then relaxer came out yeah. in 2017 and i thought relaxer was interesting because all the songs did not feel like they fit together at yeah. all which i thought was really really interesting yeah and it was another kind of like really concept driven album that was um weird and different and mm. all the album art was based on some like computer game some really old computer game like uh, yeah. um that i had never heard of but it was a very kind of like culty type thing, I guess. Cool. Um, but yeah, so All yeah. J and um, An Awesome Wave, just because An Awesome Wave was kind of like my, I don't know, I, feel, I think that was my favorite one of those yeah. anyway. Cool. It's just, it's very atmospheric. I really loved listening to it over and over again. And I really need to like listen to it again because I haven't in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's my first one. Cool. Uh, another kind of very defining album for me was Born to Die, Lana Del Rey. Yeah, Daddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know she released an album, uh, yeah. Norman fucking Rockwell, yeah. just there. But Born to Die, I think to me is probably one of her best albums. Yeah. I don't know what you think, but I like her. Yeah, I've always mm. I've liked I like the kind of sound of it. She was pretty much, if you look at it now, she's kind of like the forebear of like the Billie Eilish anti-pop oh, yeah. kind oh, of yeah, thing yeah, going she is. on. Um, um, I feel like she was. Unfairly she did maligned. something. Hmm? I think she was unfairly maligned when she began her career. I think people kind of yeah. went for her for wrong. I don't know, really understood. I didn't really understand why. Mm. But yeah, she. I think she's a really interesting artist. Mm. And she, when she started doing what she does, I think it was interesting and different yeah. to what other artists were doing. Yeah. I think she's, she's brilliant. Um, and yeah, she's also a brilliant lyricist. Mm. And what's on that album what's uh, what's on Born to Die yeah uh, Blue Jeans yeah, video yeah, games yeah. Died Mountain Dew yeah uh, Dark Paradise yeah Radio these are these these were the kind of the breakthrough Summertime Sadness which is the mm. one that ended up getting that remix mm. and then the remix was huge in yeah. clubs at the time and I remember that um, but yeah so mm. that one was like a very important album to mm. me as well um, I know that she said <laughs> she's a She's a little bit controversial over the summer where she kind of gave out about th- uh, some person reviewed her album oh, yeah, yeah. and was a little bit critical. But if, yeah. well, if you're a music critic, yeah. I think it's kind of fair to be a bit critical yeah, of the it's, work it's in the, as well. Yeah. Um, the girl who wrote the article was like, I'm a huge fan. But these are some of the things in yeah. the album that I'm going to... like. Do. Anyway, she, Lana Del Rey went on a very yeah. huge rant about how she don't you dare call yourself yeah. my fan if you're going to talk about my music like this, yeah. which I thought 
some mu- some some musicians, especially in recent mm. times, I feel have gotten extremely defensive mm. over their work and mm. have started using social media to start attacking people yeah. which is fucking insane yeah that's the and kind of the, Taylor the Swift has been doing this regularly loads of other artists have been like calling for their fans to attack people it's so bad mm. anyway so yeah. I th- yeah anyway I think Lana Del Rey one of my favourite Lana mm. Del Rey albums anyway is Born to Die perfect um, yeah. yeah so what else do I have um well, the National Trouble will find me, which we covered. Cool, yes, yeah, um, love that album. Yeah. Um, Arctic Monkeys, AM. Oh, cool, yeah. So this is kind of this is the big album for them. It's not a, not a comeback, but it was pretty much, I would say, probably one of their most successful albums. Has to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I you only, really, really think you only it call was. Call me when you're high and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it was an extremely well put together <coughs> album. Yeah. Um. And I th- they've had other great songs, but I think this album in particular just mm. kind of stood out for me. There was a stylistic and edge to it, wasn't it? He kind of he went a little bit Elvis. Yeah. It was a bit harder rock. You mm. know, the, the sound was a bit more heftier than the kind of jangly. Yeah. Yeah. Cover art was very fairly reminiscent of Joy Division. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just <so> a little. <coughs> just the tiniest just bit. The tiniest bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 were totally going for that vibe. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. fine. It wasn't a direct copy, but it was definitely mm. like reminiscent. Yeah. That an homage, yeah, yeah, yeah to uh, yeah. unknown pleasures. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but no, that was like that was like I guess a big album for me. That was something mm. I listened to quite a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a fun one. Yeah, it was it was a, a, a career definer for them. I know people. The next record that came after the the really cumbersomely named one about the hotel or whatever the fuck it's called tranquil hotel blah 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 blah, blah. Mm. has kind of split people something it's it's their best work something it's it's not but that one there is the one i think made its way into pop culture the most i mean those yeah. songs were on the radio solid tracks and really great too it was mm. they it seemed like they kind of got together all the di- different parts of their music and made a solid album with it like so yeah. that's a cool record yeah mm. yeah absolutely mm. and i guess i'll mention um one more, mm. um, then I'll let you speak <laughs> for a while. Um, Saint Vincent's Saint Vincent album. Yes. So, yeah. what's on this one? Um, um, I will tell you what's mm. on Saint Vincent's album. I think that one for me was kind of like that was probably some of her first work by yeah. her that I've um heard, and yeah. it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, when I did so, that one has Rattlesnake, Digital Witnesses. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Psychopath. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that one was... Digital Witnesses is good. I like mm. that. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, that one, yeah, that was another kind of yeah. thing I heard and was like, oh, wow, that's really cool stuff happening yeah. in music right now. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of was like a defining mm. album for me, mm. music-wise. I feel, yeah, it's kind of hard to think of all the, like, recent stuff because I just, I listen to so much old stuff. Yeah. Um, so... I think she made that as well. Did she make that after she did the collaboration with David Byrne? I think so. Yeah. So it was very like there heavily of, influenced by yeah. David Byrne, which was also really cool. Um, yeah, that actually came out three years after the David Byrne stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the next. Yeah, that yeah. was the next album. They went on a pretty extensive tour, I think. Yeah, and she mm. probably recorded and got back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that was. Um, yeah, that's Those a great guess, album. Like, yeah, some of my albums that kind of stood out to yeah. me. Um, that were more recent. So yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a really good one. How do you feel about 
the albums since from St. Vincent, the mass education, and um, I think she, you know, it's yeah, yeah it's it, uh, do, they're pretty solid albums. I think mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, um, she's kind of become a, a a big performer now. The performances are bigger. I think her her stage shows are bigger and stuff like that. Yeah, um, you know, incredible artist as well. We kind of touched a little bit on Billie Eilish when we we're talking about um. Uh, Lana Del Rey, what do you think? I know we might talk about this next month, but what do you think of of Billie Eilish and her album, her in general? Um, are you digging it? Are you into it? Did I did I listen to her album? I did not listen yeah. to her album. Okay. Now I do. Um, I do like listen to her music um, mm. and her songs individually, I mm-hmm. guess. But uh, I think she's really cool. Yeah. I think she's really really cool. I Very think she's cool. doing some really nice work. Yeah. I really like her. I just I really like her delivery and then mm. the kind of music that's um yeah. that's like overlaid over that. Yeah. And I think it's um very interesting mix of things. Yeah. Um, there are certain songs where she almost reminds me of um Billie Holiday. There was like one or two oh. one or two places okay. where yeah. she kind of had um a similar similar just ornamentation to her voice yeah um and i was like oh that's kind of that's kind of interesting yeah but just just a little bit um or maybe just because they're <laughs> they were similar they were the same name so maybe that's where <laughs> i'm making the association yeah but uh no i think i really i really like her voice i really like the way she delivers stuff she's so young <laughs> incredibly so <laughs> she's yeah, so yeah. so young and she's creating really amazing music for mm. her age i think mm. um she does obviously she gets help but i still think that a mm. lot of the work is hers. Hmm. Um, I think it's a rather intimate thing, isn't it? It's her and her brother work together. Yeah, and yeah it's, it's her yeah. and her brother. Yeah. Um, but I think she has like quite a lot of input yeah. into oh, the yeah. music she's she, creating. She writes so. the lyrics and, and stuff like that. I think he he just does the production. I think it's mm. probably it. Mm. Um, yeah, she's incredible. I mean, for someone so young to write such, um, I don't know, heavy is the right word, lyrics, but she's t- t- to be so good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, like you were saying, like there's people who spend a lot of money to be that good and she's just very naturally that way, uh, yeah. which is incredible. Um, and it's, it's great for pop as well to have that kind of uh, side to it where it's like, um, it, there's a legitimacy there. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I don't mean just because she writes her own songs that you can be legitimate and not write your own songs, but the music is legitimate. It's, it ha- yeah. has, you know, real weight to it when, it when you listen to other stuff and it just doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Um, so to talk about, I have one album I'll, I'll talk about as, as my album of the decade. And I'll be an old man about it, because <laughs> um, the one I choose is uh, David Bowie's Black Star. I yeah, I was actually gonna thinking choose that. It. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was thinking. I know what Steven's gonna say yeah. when I was leaving. You knew I was gonna yeah. say Black Star. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's one of his best albums. It, it's not the best. I think I still think Low is his best album. But this is. I think it's like a once in a... There's so many reasons to me why this is great. Uh, it's Firstly, it's somebody, one of the biggest icons in music ever, in his, I think at that point in his 60s, st- making something that was sounded so original, firstly. But also facing his own mortality. He, when he wrote it, he knew that... That, was his, he, that, he, that album is his eulogy, essentially. Yeah. To him, you know, it's 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 an incredible. Like it's it's. I don't know if we'll ever see anyone get to put do that. Like to to put the full full stop in their own career and and kind of it's it's interesting because he he's obviously the album is about his mortality and the album is about not just that he will he's going to die. Him, the person David Jones is close to death, and it's, I know people will say, well, he, he there was a chance he could get better, and he he wasn't. But I think there is, at the very least, he's facing his own mentality in the album because he was very sick at the time and 
clearly it, it, it did it did end up the wrong way. But like he's he's kind of facing David Jones, the person is going to die, and also David Bowie is going to die. And the idea of the person, like he doesn't own his own death. Like he, the mm. lyric, you know, everybody knows me now. Um, but isn't it sort of know. the death of the rock star mm. also? Yeah, yeah. So just the death of the original mm. idea of the rock star yeah. is kind of dying with him, yeah. essentially. And what what will take his place and what will what will fill that kind of void that he will leave and how he is now going to be consigned to, in a way, to the perceptions of others. He can no longer control, like something he always had a, a thing about was controlling how people saw him. And I think, like, I remember when he died, one of the things I, I really hoped wouldn't happen is that he would be broken down into um, fashion statements that people were like, this is how David Bowie, that thing is Bowie-esque. And like the person's just wearing a jumpsuit and has their hair slicked back. <laughs> and you're just like, that's, no, that's not really it. You know, you have yeah. to understand when he was being Ziggy Stardust and on the floor playing Mick Ronson's guitar with his teeth, that was so risque for the time and so risky for his career. And mm. he was breaking the mold. That's not breaking the mold anymore, being like a guy who did it 50 years ago. And I think his whole point in Blackstar was, you can't copy what I've done. You have to move forward like he always did. And it's interesting that he, in his career, he killed off so many of these characters. He killed off Ziggy Stardust on stage. He, he, mm. That famous night where he said, the band is no more. Um, he killed off the Thin White Duke. He killed off Major Tom. And in this album, he's facing his own demise mm. in this kind of way. And that's why a lot of that iconography is brought up. And it's 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 a it's a, a it's a very hard piece of art. You know what I mean? Because mm. it is so we we all tie so much stuff in around him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I was thinking about that. Like you know, he's not just a musical element. I remember when he died. I I kind of talked a little bit at one of the vinyl wines we did about you know what it meant to me. But I remember people coming up to me after, and they were like, some people were like, it was their first introduction introduction to music. For others, it was like risque. For some people, uh, funnily enough, I remember somebody saying <laughs> watching him in Labyrinth was a sexual awakening to them. <laughs> that they were gay, so it was had like you know it had so many um, had so many meanings. And Black Star, the album, is this amazing. Like you were saying, it's the eulogy. I don't know if anyone will ever do that again. Hopefully not, obviously, because it would mean bad things. But like. Um, it's it's an incredible record as well. It sounds amazing. I mean, Lazarus is a great song. Mm. Um, Black Star, the title track, is an amazing track, which I actually like more than Lazarus. I think people like Lazarus better. But it's interesting because I was watching this thing where it broke down the music video of it and the meaning behind the music video and uh, the meaning behind the character coming out of the closet and writing down all the stuff and then receding back into the closet. And it was kind of talking about that's the death of the Thin White Duke character and, and, and all of this. And it's, yeah, it's an, an, like for, there's so much to dive in. I don't think yeah. there's many albums in a decade that you can dive and into as much. Yeah. Hard listen though. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's um, now that we live in a post Bowie world or a post him being alive world. And we live in a world where, as I say, like he, he could very easily become an Elvis in the yeah. sense of like, it's, it's you know, people in a white jumpsuit. Mm. You know what I mean? Or he could become like um, a, a beetle. Mm. And it, it, it meaning less in terms of music. And I, I really hope that doesn't happen because it, the music with Bowie was always, even though like he had some shit, like his 80s, mm. he would even admit his a couple albums he made in the 80s were not very good. <laughs> but like, you know, so, you know, at the end, at the end of one of the greatest, um, one of the greatest icons in musical history, I think, you know, the, the mm. we weirdly were in in a privileged position to see it happen. 
you know what I mean? Mm. Um, which, which, which is something that I don't know if we'll ever see again. I don't want to be the old man going, we'll ever have the likes of David Bowie again. I don't think we will, but you'll have other people. What are your thoughts about Lady Gaga? And her doing a similar thing to Bowie. She has always been mm. extremely influenced yeah. by Bowie's work, actually. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And she has had multiple characters throughout her career. So she's doing mm. a similar thing, I suppose, yeah. that he yeah. has always been doing. And I guess kickstarting her career, she came out with some crap, which she does say it was. But yeah. she, has, she did it yeah. in order to break through into the industry. Yeah. But that was also a character that she had created. And then she had a series of different characters throughout mm. her career so far. Yeah. So I think, I think she's an interesting character also. Yeah, I agree um, with that, yeah. I mean, she's doing a similar thing to Bowie, so she's not mm. unique yeah. in that kind of sense. But also, I think she's maybe doing interesting things. I think so. I mean, yeah, I definitely, like, in her earlier career, her, her Bowie references were very overt with the uh, Bolt of Lightning. Didn't she mm. do something like that in her face and stuff like that? But I think you're right, yeah, she has reinvented herself. You can look at Lady Gaga... 10 years ago mm. and look at Lady Gaga now and they're different yeah, entities. She's, but she's had, yeah, she herself has also had multiple characters mm. with her, was it, what was, I can't remember what her first album was, but she had that mm. persona in her first album. Yeah. And then that went into like a darker character. Yeah. But then I think she, uh, right after that she had that whole art pop character and yeah. then she did a country type of album. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. she's, yeah, no, no, she's done yeah. quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think I go with you on with that. I I definitely think she's at the very least she's a person who takes pop music in very interesting ways, yeah. and it's not like a set. It's it doesn't seem like with the art pop thing that seemed to be genuinely influenced by art and yeah. influenced by a, a willingness to be different. I think that album has some very interesting songs, and I think loads of people were mm. like, "Oh God, what, what? I mm. hate this." But those are people who were just who saw her really in like a very superficial way. Yeah, who yeah. listened to her pop music that mm. was that she had created in order to draw in a crowd, mm. and then they were looking at this album, being yeah. like, "What? What is she doing?" Yeah, but I mean, she had a reason for it and I, yeah. I quite enjoy that album and I like I don't know when she came out I hated her <laughs> yeah. I was like this is pop trash yeah. this is so trash yeah. but it, it kind of had a purpose though as well mm. so I think as her career kept evolving mm. I kept really warming up to her and warming up to what she's doing. Yeah. Um, so I think she's really interesting I don't know I mean there are definitely comparisons being drawn between her mm. and Bowie Yeah. But I th and I think that's kind of like an interesting thing to look at now that yeah. maybe she's a a Bowie -esque. She's she's a Bowie-esque yeah. character in music today. Yeah, um, I would go with that. Hmm. I, I yeah, absolutely. I think you're right there. That's a nail on the head kind of type thing. It's it's very much influenced by him, but that's kind of the point, isn't yeah. it? To be she's not copying his music, but no. she's she's sort of influenced by what he had done throughout mm. his career. Yeah, um, and she always does move forward with her music. She yeah. never does the same thing over and over again. She mm. reinvents herself every time she releases a new album. Mm. Um, which I think is quite interesting. So. Yeah, and it's more than you can say for some people in music, even if you like them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, you could say, I don't know, uh, the Pixies. I like the Pixies, but the Pixies sound like the Pixies do now. They yeah. sounded like that 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, Ditto the Smiths, mm. you know, stuff like that. You know, are the people who made that music. Yeah, I, I, would, I would go with that. At the very least, like, stylistically and stuff like that, she's she's made some very interesting songs that I liked. Um mm. Uh, I, I think mostly from that art pop album actually mm. um, and she's I think again like she uh, she's an interesting character because she kind of plays with um, people's perceptions quite well mm. and she was kind of risque too and she kind of did things that could have uh, she was unlucky in a sense as well like David, people forget with David Bowie is that he had this really 
dodgy start to his career. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously dodgy stuff. Mm. Like, just naff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, d- being Davy Jones, his real name was David Jones. And, all mm. and then he became Bowie and he tried to pretend none of it happened. And it's probably why he kept creating characters. You know what I mean? She was the same. She was just a songwriter in New York. And yeah. people tried to bring that up as like, oh, she's not really Lady Gaga. And I, I don't think anyone thought her real name was Lady Gaga. You know what yeah. I mean? But people were trying to maybe bring her down in kind of the same way people try to bring Lana Del Rey down, I think. They were mm. kind of saying, you are actually this person. Well, you got to leave people evolve and you got to yeah, leave people yeah. change. I hate that when your fan base decides that you are this person. Mm. And I think a lot of artists end up just getting stuck in that. So it's kind of quite brave of her to go off and mm. do really risque stuff. And I think she has done that throughout her career. Mm. So Yeah. But uh, what do we think of Madonna then? Because uh, Madonna is also one of her huge influences, but Madonna is also exceptionally interesting. Yeah. Loads of people today tend to just kind of brush yeah. her um, off and yeah. like, oh, that old woman um, <laughs> not acting yeah. age appropriate. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's it's so hard though when you're yeah. such a big, huge icon yeah. and idol to just be like, okay, now I'm old and irrelevant and it's yeah. hard to stay relevant. And maybe she's gone the wrong way about staying relevant. But yeah. I think Madonna's exceptionally interesting too. I think her career has also been fa- fairly risque for what she was doing at the time. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, she was... She was really out there. She was. She was doing yeah. some crazy stuff. And loads of, like, the church references that she had made yeah. were extremely, like, dangerous. To, well, not dangerous. Well, sort of dangerous. Pretty dangerous in America, I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, at the time, yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, the, the the sex book she made. Oh, yeah. Um, the one, the documentary she made. Uh, also, I think she's so smart. Because, mm. like, loads of stuff she's written is actually, like, mm. uh, what was it? Material Girls, complete, like, satire. And, like... Yeah just the material culture mm. which is like another thing people misinterpret when mm. they sing we are living in a material world and i'm just a material girl the yeah. fact that she's actually criticizing that and mm. i think loads of people misinterpret those lyrics as well if we we were talking about misinterpreted lyrics yeah. earlier so i think those are the ones that are misinterpreted as well yeah she's not saying she's a gold digger she's yeah. kind of criticizing that kind of material thinking. thinking yeah um so i think she's extremely clever as well yeah she i think so yeah i mean i think it was easy to box her off and say oh well she is this kind of uh diva-esque person who just wants money not seeing the kind of like that she was dressed up like marilyn monroe in the video and it was mm. over the top and like yeah there was kind of a subversion there that people didn't get and yeah. again she's one of these people you can look at the start of her career and look at the middle of her career and see two very different people yeah you know that that album ray of light is an incredible album there's no getting around mm. that um and she she was like a huge part of pop culture for a very long time. Yeah. Her later career, I mean, that I think like you're you're right, but that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. You just yeah. you just stop having your finger on the pulse sometimes. And yeah. We can, like it's only some people can get away with that, and even then, do you know what I mean? I, I can't. Yeah. To my mind, I can't think of anyone who really does kind of in pop music get away with that. You know what I mean? Mm. Like maybe Tom Waits, but he's not a pop musician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah, she's she like again, she did a lot of risky stuff. She she did a lot of groundbreaking stuff as well. I she mean, really did and people seem to forget that. Mm. People seem to forget what she did for pop music and what yeah. she did for music and I suppose she didn't age as gracefully as David Bowie did, but if she did I think she would be someone else yeah. you know that was It'd be weird doing something yeah. different and out there. I think it'd be weirder. I know people kind of get onto her about that, but I think it'd be weirder to see Madonna age gracefully. 
I think there's some people, you know what I mean? I think there's some people who, they're just not going to do it. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of great. You know what I mean? Like, it'd be weird if you saw, I don't know, Johnny Rotten in pipe and slippers and a, look like <laughs> an old man. It would just be weird to me. Do you know what I mean? He yeah. has to like, you know what I mean? Or, 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 or Bruce Springsteen. I don't know. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's, yeah, look, again, like musically, the ear goes, the sense of what's on the, on the, you know, what's what's coming goes, you know what yeah. I mean? And you, you just end up repeating yourself or you just end up getting replaced by people doing it better, like our Billie Eilish or whatever. But then again, in about 30 or 40 years time, Billie Eilish should get replaced by someone, you know, yeah. it's how it, how it goes. Um, as much as I like her music and I think she's really talented and has some really nice music, I, I'm not sure she's doing what Lady Gaga did or what Bowie did or what. Billie Eilish? Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't no. see her that way right now. No. I don't think, I think her music's really polished, really yeah. great, really clear. Yeah. I feel like with all these people who are doing really like revolutionary stuff, mm. they tend to be a lot more messy mm. and rocky starts and yeah. experimentation with their sound and yeah. what they're doing. And I think that's what Bowie had. That's what Lady Gaga has done yeah and i think they're kind of really special and i feel sometimes people maybe just forget how kind of special they are as music makers yeah because i don't know i think there's a lot of musicians who just you know they're good their yeah. their work is polished and it'll always be polished yeah. and popular and great we forget about those that are kind of mm. sometimes they're super super popular sometimes they'll release an album and they'll be outcasts and I think mm. they're the really special people in music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just my opinion on Absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. It's kind of a wide-ranging thing, you know what I mean? Um, mm. It's it's hard to tell right now who is going to have the career that those people did, you know what I mean? And do careers la last that long now in this world where, like you say, if you have a failure of an album, can you recover? Will the record company let you recover? Mm. It's it, it's It's kind of a more interesting time and music moves so fast and trends move so fast now you got to be super quick mm. um and i don't know if you can be like a, a david bowie and, and make an ambient album in the middle of your pop career and get away with it like he yeah. did and, and take as much heroin as he did you know what i mean like i don't know if if that could destroy a career now mm. um it's interesting yeah i mean there are obviously like people who are culturally relevant i mean kendrick lamar you know, mm. uh, we're going to be all right is obviously a very culturally relevant thing. Um, I was actually I, I kind of talking about something recently, like the, the, whatever people think about the Joker movie, whether you like it or you love it or whatever, I did kind of find it interesting that it made people talk. Mm. Um, and I think it's, I can't, I'm struggling to think of a, a popular album that was number one and like the Joker movie's number one, making as much money that polarized people yeah. in such a way. Uh, so maybe music is waiting for that moment where something is, and again, uh, you know, whether you liked or loved or hated or you had problems with with the Joker movie, it's interesting that it's uh, it sparks certain conversations. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of I feel the purpose of uh, of art really. Yeah. It's not to love it, and it's mm. not supposed to be polished and nice mm. and clean and great, and everyone enjoys it and likes it, and then we move on with our yeah. lives. I think it's it needs to be provocative in some way. Yeah. And I think that's what really like true art is sparking yeah. conversations, whether mm. it's negative or positive. I think mm. it's kind of important. Mm. That's an important thing to do. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, whether people loved it or hated it, it started a lot of important conversations. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the purpose of yeah. all, all the art. <laughs> the people we talked about, I mean, when Madonna put out that, the, uh, the photography book she did, she got a lot of flack for it. Mm. Got, when she did the the um, Papa Don't Preach and stuff like that, um, she got a lot of flack for it and the iconography with um, Jesus and all of that. Yeah, you know, same with Bowie when he was, you know, 
um, being um, androgynous and stuff like that back in the 70s in England that was you know mm. people look, weren't happy with that and stuff like that so all these people weren't afraid to be themselves or afraid to express themselves and I think we have to remember art sh- should not be something that has rules to it you know yeah. um, otherwise it, what a boring world we would live in yeah. if these people wouldn't be able to make or, or try or fail or whatever mm. no, and I think the really kind of great thing about those kind of musicians like Bowie and like Lady Gaga and mm. stuff they're just not afraid to to experiment with things and if it's shit it's shit and yeah. we move on with our lives it, it maybe started conversations and maybe it did yeah. something important and I think that's great and I think that's yeah. you know that's kind of what's important in yeah. music not polished great records that yeah. people are going to enjoy but you know shit stuff yeah. gritty stuff yeah. not great stuff that's going to kind of yeah. spark certain conversations some of your favorite musicians mm. probably made a terrible like I mean you were saying Neil Young Neil Young has made some terrible terrible, terrible music yeah, <laughs> he has really gone for it you know what I mean yeah. like same with uh, Bowie, same with Lou Reed, um, same with Madonna. They've you know they've yeah. all made albums that were massively misjudged. Yeah, but that's kind of the interest in it yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my pick. Uh, David Bowie, Black Star, final mm. studio album. Um, I'm against all of these posthumous albums being released. I'm always against that. Mm. I think that's wrong. I think you should just leave it. Yeah. Um, because it'd be like someone like going, oh, I think you know Guernica by Picasso needs a couple of extra <laughs> figures in it. It's yeah. Like, no, it yeah. doesn't. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's my album. You and you, that's those are your albums of the decade. Yeah. In the next show, we'll talk about our albums of the year, two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably have already put a, um, the, the last mixtape's Irish albums out, but we'll be able to talk about international albums. Mm-hmm. Be a good year for that. Um, and just before we sign off, yeah. in terms of um, defining artists mm. in general yeah. for the decade, yeah, what would you say? They don't have to be your favorite because certainly my favorite ones that were defining for me, yeah, um, are not globally defining yeah but what would you say about that i have a few in mind yeah but i i have a slightly controversial one then uh-huh. um because i think he has been defining um Kanye west is oh it's good yeah that yeah. was one of mine yeah <laughs> i mean like him or love him or hate him he's he is somebody who gets people talking i have i listened to a bit of um god is king is that the, the new album from him and i just kind of felt that he did that type of thing better when he did jesus walks but um, he's a he's a, he's he, you gotta say he's an artist. You know what I mean. You gotta give it to him. He there's an interesting thing about um, anti design and some of the covers of his albums, mm. and then people saying that maybe his rap is anti rap, and it 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 it's supposed to not fit, and it's supposed to feel weird, and it's supposed yeah. to feel kind of janky, and like everything's not where it's supposed to be. Mm. Um, who would you say? Who do you who are you? Well, no, I would agree. No, mm. I would agree definitely with Kanye West. He's yeah. been like barely, <laughs> yeah, bar- doing crazy stuff. I yeah. suppose as well, doing something different yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm like a super massive fan mm. of his uh, music. Yeah. Um, but I think again, he's doing something weird and interesting. Yeah. Um, I've heard a mention of Taylor Swift being another one who's like defined the decade i don't know if i agree with that and there was also mention of beyonce too but i don't i don't know um, i think they're both popular yeah i don't know it'd be like I'm trying to think of people who are popular that didn't really kind of like i mean britney spears is popular at one point but i don't know if she's indicative of the 2000s do you know what i mean yeah um you, I, there was there was a lot of talk about that so i don't no I don't know though maybe uh, but no i definitely yeah Maybe. Maybe. But I'm trying to think, though. I'm trying to think. A decade is a long time. It is. Um, it so is. it's kind of hard to think back on everything. 
in terms of like their po- in terms of rock bands, what do you think is, is the, the defining rock band of the two thousands? Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> it's defining hard to think. Isn't yeah, it, it is. It might might it be Arctic Monkeys? Do you think so? Yeah, because like I like off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of like someone that was as successful and as kind of behemoth like during, and I can't think of anybody mm. off the top of my head. I know there have been like underground sensations, but yeah, yeah, like the underground stuff. I can't like I'm kind of like I don't know if I can really count that as yeah. decade defining because yeah. it really isn't in like a global sense. No, um, so kind of hard. It's kind of hard to pick. I feel. Obviously, pop, but uh, pop is never really not popular, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I suppose rap music has evolved, rap keeps music. evolving yeah. this decade, and it, that's kind of had quite a lot of. Um, I mean, with Kanye and with other artists, mm. um, that's been kind of mm. you know the it's popular type of music yeah. this decade. Um, but rock bands, I think. Maybe things are up on the rise now with, you know, yeah. bands kind of like girl band and yeah. seeing as um, Idols and Fontaines, Fontaines have been quite popular over yeah. in the US and Idols have been gaining popularity yeah. on much more of a larger scale than just an underground type of scale. So maybe the next decade mm. we'll, we'll see more and more of that. Do you think if we were sitting here in 1969, and if you ask the same question, do you think we'd come up with some of the bands that have lasted? You think we'd say Bob Dylan or Jimi Hendrix or Johnny Mitchell or do you, th- you know what I mean? Or would we say Harmon's Hermits or so, you, know, <laughs> you know like, yeah, s- yeah. like interest? Yeah. yeah, interestingly enough, actually, um, I was reading um, and I mentioned this book before actually a while ago. I read it a while ago and it's mm. called "But What If We Were Wrong." Mm. It's just about how we interpret past today and how we're going to interpret fu- the future yeah. and how we're going to interpret the present in the future. Yeah, and there was quite a few interesting chapters in there about music. And about the way, you know, in 69, when we were talking about these popular artists Mm. and who will be remembered in the future, actually, people would have chosen very different artists. And a lot of them, actually, would have been the popular artists of the time that now we don't remember. Mm. Whereas all the artists who were, like, underground and doing something different are remembered today. Yeah. So... Velvet Underground. Yeah. Like, no number ones for anything in the top, you know. uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah. All those people. Many. Yeah. Many, many people. So I wonder who will be the Leonard Cohen slash Velvet Underground of the two th- of, of now that we're not thinking of, yeah. or, or what, what will yeah. have the longevity. Yeah, I but any yeah. very, very interesting book, very interesting way to think about the present and yeah. what will be remembered in the future. Because actually, maybe Kanye West and Taylor Swift will not be even remembered. No, someone's gonna dig them up and be like, "Oh, these guys are really interesting," and then you'll yeah. find out, "Oh, actually, they were super interesting in the two thousands, yeah. or they were the most popular in the two thousands. How yeah. come no one remembers them today? Because maybe they're not doing anything revolutionary." Yeah. This is what I was saying about people doing really. Yeah. Revolutionary things, but there were still people back in the fifties and sixties who were huge and still are remembered. And I yeah. think that will be the likes of David Bowie in the future. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever be forgotten. Mm. Um, I think maybe maybe as like a, a song, maybe Childish Gambino's "This Is America" might be indicative of this period of mm. Trump's America. Oh, but I don't know if that's a decade. Not Hopefully a decade, not. just the last period, I suppose, yeah. from 2016 onwards. Um, Things kind of started going downhill in 2016. Yeah, not to rag on 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 Taylor Swift because I know it's quite popular, but I'm I'm not a, a huge fan. No, me neither. And I, I just can't see the, I can't see her music. I don't see how her music, is different, enough. 
It's not. You know, it's no. very like, I, I I think like, I remember somebody wrote this great article about Ed Sheeran and how he could be a psychopath because all of his songs, <laughs> they write about how he, it doesn't describe any of the girls in the songs he writes about, like nothing mm. about them. Like, but that's, the no, I don't, I wouldn't call him a psychopath. Um, That is just a standard textbook writing in general if yeah. you're so this is what happens when people write books mm. that you tend to write very flat characters with minimal yeah. descriptions so the person can place themselves within that character yeah. and it makes the book a lot more engaging um ed sheeran writing songs that cater towards little girls of course you're going to write a yeah. blank character where the little girl can insert herself yeah. and this is just how things sell if yeah. this is the kind of audience you're selling to that yeah. is the kind of writing you do yeah so um this is just like standard textbook yeah. I don't, catering I, yeah, to a wider I should, audience. I should say no, the no, person no, writing it didn't think he was a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> but like she was trying to make the point. I think like you were saying is yeah. that like all his songs have no defining yeah, yeah. person. Yeah. But that's that's very standard of um book writing yeah. and songwriting. Yeah. Um if you're the if you're catering to that kind of audience, yeah. this is how you write. Yeah. This is why loads of books like Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey or stuff were really mm. popular because um the characters are so flat and two dimensional that you were able to insert yourself yeah. and make the book a lot more engaging. Yeah. And this is why kind of poor writing like that works a lot of the mm. time is because people fun easier to engage with yeah. this is why also the popular content doesn't survive into the future because mm. no one is gonna people change yeah. and people will not relate to this flat content yeah. and this is why heavy books like i don't know ulysses or this mm. is why kafka who was not popular at all when he was writing and died in poverty mm. this is why his books now are popular because they write about much heavier themes and that were that are kind of hard to take in i suppose um this is why content that's kind of underground survives into the future because it's a lot heavier mm. and that's why it's not as popular mm. whereas content that's easily consumed mm. becomes irrelevant in the future yeah. and i think that's kind of like an important thing too uh, yeah i think that's the remember. problem with with taylor swift is it's just her music is, is generally about her struggles of being famous yeah and it's <laughs> not really a universal issue no and like a lot of her songs like people hate me online and it's like i don't know if that's something her career started off singing about her relationships yeah. and then series of failed relationships yeah. and then her battles online with people about her relationships about yeah and it's hard to kind of it's hard to get any substance out of that yeah it's hard to grab um, onto it really isn't it yeah um so I, I don't know if she will beyonce maybe people like beyonce culturally she lemonade stand. thing her yeah. was pretty cool yeah and that whole did you see the music video that was with lemonade, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was brilliant. I thought, I thought that was very good, actually. She might be. I was going to say, okay, I won't use that name. She might be like Prince. She I was <laughs> going to say someone else's name who was very popular in the eighties and had a uh, who was very good at stuff like that. But maybe we won't say his name anymore. But uh, maybe she'll be like Prince, and she'll be kind of remembered more as just being a really great pop star and kind yeah. of making great videos and yeah. you know great songs and stuff like that. But maybe. Not as innovative, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Then him, then Prince. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like you're saying, like what, like the, in the 1960s, like that book is kind of saying, like it's the people who are making the kind of music that stood is was more substantive. You know, mm. the, the Doors and stuff like that. Yeah. Probably weren't as like, or the, the you know, Velvet Underground singing like you know Venus and Furs and stuff like that. Yeah. Not exactly, you know friendly music at the time mm. probably not even now I'd imagine <laughs> if they released Venus and Fires they'd probably get in trouble 
which is no. kind of cool. Uh, when you <laughs> Would think they get it, in trouble? Would they get in trouble? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe people don't. Yeah, maybe people just wouldn't even. I don't think it's. I don't think it's as big of a deal now than it would have been back when it was released. Probably not. Yeah. It's based in a book also called Venus and Furs. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. I suppose like some of that stuff is not. It's where the term masochism comes from, actually. From that book. Yeah, from the writer of the book. I can't pronounce his name correctly. Oh but really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean. Yeah. I mean. I suppose we're we're a lot more open minded now, which is kind yeah, of yeah. We good are. Thing. There's we've had those conversations. There was a sexual revolution that happened alongside when all of that was being written. I suppose. Yeah. So I think it was if it was released today, I don't think people would um, pay eyelid. too much. Well, sure, Rihanna released. Oh well, Rihanna might be a defining artist for the last while. Her recent output has been actually kind of artistically strong. Yeah. Like her early career, like you're kind of saying, yeah, and, um, yeah. But mm. like her, she's pretty bold, pretty daring. Yeah, she is. She um, is. Um, but yeah, no, she released uh, uh, her song S and M, and that was essentially singing about the same thing Venus yeah. and Furs did. That's true. So, yeah, in a, um, in a far more overt way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think I don't think that's. I suppose yeah, that's all kind of normal and standard now. Mm. It was a big deal when Venus and Furs came out. Yeah. But today, meh. Yeah, the world is a much better place for it, I suppose. I suppose we need to find other things to sing about that are controversial, that are going to be normal someday. I don't know what you could... I mean. Yeah, I don't know, I can't think of it either, but maybe there's an underground artist working on that right yeah. now. I suppose what's controversial to some people, maybe this is America was controversial to other people who had maybe different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's certainly edgy with the video and stuff like that. And the, you know, the, the, the yeah. kind, of what that, kind of what that did for it. But yeah, um, it's interesting. We'll we'll see. I suppose as the years go on, I'm trying to think of artists in the 2000s that became maybe influential. But I suppose Arcade Fire, mm. maybe might be one of them. But in our next episode, we will talk about what was influential this year. Yes. Um, I have a few ideas of albums that I think uh, would be in the top three or four for last mixtape. I'm sure you have a few uh, albums in your head that yeah. you want to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk definitely about we'll include some Irish artists yeah. in that list. Yeah. Uh, just because sometimes, yeah. I feel like, did I include any Irish artists mm. in my top? I don't think I did. Tan and Felix might be one of them. Their album came out. Yes. Very good. Mm. Very cool stuff. Um, girl band, obviously. Yeah. Maybe Junior Brother. Who knows? Who knows? Um, we will have a discussion about this on the next episode. Yeah. And the one that we're going to do in the new year will be our two years of doing this. Oh, my so God. I just yeah. That. Hey, that's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it yeah, is, yeah. isn't it? We'll do a special two-year anniversary one in January. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Um, I should say as well, before we wrap up, um, I'm currently sporting an incredibly unfashionable mustache. It is for um, you. Look like a seventies cop. I right do. Now. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very kind way to put it. Um, and it's all for Movember, and it's all about um, health uh, for uh, you know testicular cancer, or prostate cancer. Just in general, if like no matter who you are, no matter what gender you are, if you think there's something wrong, please go to a doctor. Please get it checked out. That's what this is all about, and it's uh, kind of causing awareness. And like, if you feel like, oh, I don't need, I'm fine. Don't no go. You know what I mean? Because um, I know people who have been affected by it. I'm sure if you're listening, you do too. So it's incredibly important. That's why they're raising money for it. And as soon as December hits, I shall be growing back my beard because <laughs> I look really <laughs> fucking weird. So that's goodbye for me. And uh, yeah, we'll see you and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Yep. <laughs>